0: TRG, the rambling gambler, a vest-wearing, ring-bearing, son-of-a-son-of-a-salesman, and this is our Casino Combat Podcast. This is episode 26, everybody. This is the decision episode, and we're in Las Vegas, so let's get started. Here we go non-binary persons gentlemen ladies mia and the ghosts of christmas past present and future this podcast discusses casinos and gambling do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose do not gamble with money you need to pay your bills my past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results including my own if you have a gambling problem contact your local problem gambling hotline if you do not know your local problem gambling hotline send an email to help at casinocombat.com. we will find that number for you and we will make it available to you everything i'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in fact names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty minor items unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity all right here we go episode 26 don't be surprised if this is a little all over the place folks normally I live the week I take the notes and then I sort out the podcast since I went to Vegas for the weekend parts of this are getting set up a little bit differently let me quickly do all the housekeeping things, and then I'll lay out the episode for you. Um, I'm going to do a short version of the housekeeping today. If you've been listening, you kind of have a sense of all this. You've heard the long version. If you're new to the podcast, if you happen to be catching things for the first time, if any of what I'm going to say here quickly sounds interesting to you, go back a few episodes, and I'm sure that the, that version will be a lot longer and a lot more in, uh, in, in detail for you. So let me just kind of lay it out real quick. So here we go. There are games in the podcast. Figure out where my home casino is. That's one of the games. There's a prize if you're one of the first 10 people to figure it out. It's not impossible. The Golden Fan already figured it out. So the clues are all there in the travel segment if you want to play that game. The other game is find all the pop, (laughs) P-O-P, culture references, in an episode of the podcast. Um, We're active on social media. The links are at the top of the Casino Combat website. Don't forget, we spell combat with a K. We appreciate likes, shares, follows, reviews, subscribes. All those things are great. Just matters, you know, which platform you happen to enjoy the podcast on. We'd really appreciate that. On YouTube, exclusive content. The Boot Camp Playlist covers everything in the core concepts. If you're new to the podcast, if you're new to the core concepts, or you need a refresher on anything, it's it's all there exclusively on YouTube. Finally, just to wrap up this kind of housekeeping segment, last week I released a slot strategy that I developed that follows most of the core concepts and that seems to work for me. And yes, you are welcome to laugh me out of the bar for saying that I somehow came up with a slot strategy that works. That's what I would have done a couple years ago. I would have thought I was crazy. And maybe I am. You can make that valuation. Um, So maybe I've just got a randomly great set of months. And the next two years will be all garbage on the slot side. Obviously, I don't know that. You don't know that. Past performance, future results, blah, 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 blah. But it's been winning money consistently for me. And so... I made it all available to you. I wrote it all up in an ebook. It's free. If you want to take a look at it, send an email to me via trg at casinocombat.com. Spell combat with a K, of course. And include the words slot tactics in the subject line. I'll send you a link to download a PDF of the book. If you don't like it, delete it for a full refund. Okay, so that's done. Episode 26. We are going to have a core concept segment that I'm jokingly calling The Decision. I've got a fun casino wisdom for you that I confess is pretty obvious, but it's a busy week and I've kind of been saving this one because it's easy and it's mostly stories. I traveled to Vegas this week and did some gambling at the mothership of North American Gambling, Las Vegas. I'm going to tell you about part of that trip and also some gambling I did regionally and that trip could probably be perceived a couple of different ways. And we're going to do a VIP lounge. Um, Actually... Um. Now, let's kind of change this up a little bit. Let's simplify this week. It's going to be busy and crazy. So we'll do core concepts, the decision, then a travel segment, and then we'll do a VIP lounge, and, and we'll do the casino wisdom in the VIP lounge. It kind of took place mostly in a VIP lounge. So let's kind of do that. As I said, a little bit sideways. But hopefully this is a fun ride. Okay, so let's go get that core concept done and uh, let's have the decision. If you've been listening since the beginning, you know some, or at least most of this, in some combination, I'll try to keep it brief. When I started this podcast, obviously I didn't know if anyone would listen. I I didn't even know if I could actually get it uploaded somewhere to have someone listen to it. Um, I didn't own a microphone, and the idea was crazy. I was going to use casinos reopening after a pandemic to teach people how to use casino gambling as a combination side hustle and lifestyle, and they would benefit financially from the process in a variety of ways. Okay, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Um, I was going to use the pandemic and the reopening to prove that it could all be done from scratch. I mean, sure, I had a history with a variety of casino systems. I've been at the top level in several different re- rewards programs over the years, but I was going to demonstrate using a casino that I had never been to before. And my sons told me I had I had to take the long view on this, that it wasn't just, oh, I was going to get listeners after a few episodes. So I told my wife, the lovely and talented Mrs. TRG, that uh, as I was doing the first episode, that I was committed to doing 26 episodes minimum. That if we got to episode five or six or seven and no one was listening, that it had to keep going. That we'd get to 26, half a year, and then we'd decide if it was worth continuing to do the podcast. So then I basically, what? I'm, I'm talking into the air, right? I'm sitting in my office, I'm speaking into the air, and I'm at episode like five, and the idea of doing 21 more. Well, that seemed pretty long and that seemed pretty intimidating. But here we are. We're at episode 26 and a decision needs to be made. And honestly, Mrs. TRG admitted um, weeks ago that there really was no decision to be made. Um, That, you know, jokes aside about uh, famous moments called The Decision, um, I'm not taking my modest talents anywhere. This is fun. We're growing as a group. Some of you tell me it's improving your your gambling, so that's kind of win-win-win for everybody. So the decision is out of the way, folks. I'm not taking my talents anywhere. And let me talk about something now that's um, almost a prelude to the core concepts. Um, it's almost a foundational uh, element, I guess, yeah, a foundational element of this podcast. This podcast finds you wherever you are, and I don't mean um, wherever you are physically. Obviously, that's true, but um, it finds you where you are in your gambling process. I mean, I know people who think most of this stuff is pretty basic, but once in a while they hear something that they hadn't considered, and they enjoy the stories, so the podcast works for them, and then I have people who listen And they think I go way, way, way too fast and that this is really, really complicated and that I need to slow down. And quite frankly, that's what I did the boot camp playlist for on YouTube was, was to help them get through those concepts. Look, I hope over time, some people who never considered casino gambling as a side hustle, who thought only rich people with money to lose got free trips and meals and gifts and comps, I hope they'll find this podcast and they'll try this. And they'll find out that they can enjoy all that free stuff too and win some money along the way, right? Because ultimately that's got to be part of the process. So the most basic of the core concepts, anyone can do this. Anyone can follow the process and a few months after walking into a new casino, they can be enjoying the benefits and the profits and living the lifestyle. And for those of us that have been doing it in various ways and to various degrees of success, let's all just keep making each other better. That's the most core concept I have. Gamblers helping other gamblers improve. So travel segment next. Let's do that. Uh, A little bit of regional gambling and then the first part of the Las Vegas trip. Let's get started. So for whatever reason, as I was kind of looking at my week and deciding how to do things and balancing off work and the fact that I was going to go away for a, a long weekend, um, I had multiple gifts and a free bet at the My Choice property about two hours west of where I live. And it's a My Choice, and I've been trying to work my way up in their system, and my local casino's kind of offering less and less stuff because I don't like waiting for a seat. I don't feel like I should need to wait long periods of time to get a seat. And so instead of spinning my wheels locally, I figured why not go over, get some My Choice points, pick up the free stuff. Uh, I got a sleeping bag, I got a, a kind of a personal smoothie blender, and, and I had a small free bet. And that said, the reason that I try not to name properties is one, I don't see any point in doing free commercials, but also because if I have something negative that needs to be said, I, I feel free to go ahead and say that. And from the beginning, uh, this was a case of the promotion department and the table game management department just not being on the same page. I've been to this property on a weekday morning many times before, and there have always been plenty of seats available. But they had done this really big promotion. They're giving away two gifts to everybody that comes through the door. It brought in a crowd, which is what the promotions department is supposed to do. They're supposed to bring a crowd in. But the table games department had not opened any extra tables to accommodate the extra guests, And they hadn't raised the minimums, which you would normally do if you got more guests than seats. So they didn't have enough inventory for the number of players that had been brought to the property. And I'm waiting. And now, you know, at my local property, if I wait 10 or 15 minutes, I'm just out the door. I'll come back some other time. I'm I'm not going to. I got other things to do. But I'd driven a, a considerably longer distance. Um, So I had to kind of wait things out a little bit, and I thought about moving to high limit and a higher unit size, and as I'm kind of having that thought and waiting and waiting, uh, a seat at a regular table opens up, and we get the month started, right? Because every month we've got to do the same thing over again and, uh, and try to make a success of it, and I think I won maybe one hand total before I hit a negative exit point. It was real quick. Not a great start for the month. And so far, a story that isn't really worth your time, right? It's a GLL, gambled, lost, left. Not really particularly interesting. So stick with me. I decided to see if I could find a seat in High Limit and kind of use TRG Wagering System 3 to kind of meta met Martingale, a tiny profit and, and get out the door. That, that was my thought process. So we go into High Limit, and it's a real interesting mix of tables, right? We got two blackjack tables with... Reasonable limits, and one of them's double deck, and the rules are pretty restricted. You only double tens and elevens, and you can't you can't uh, you can't double after you split. So I really wasn't too interested in that table. But there was a, a six deck game with good rules and and a reasonable limit, a manageable limit. And then they had two tables with limits that I just didn't have the funds for, and I certainly didn't care enough to, to go find an ATM and take out more money. That would have not been the the right way to go. So the reasonable limit six-deck table is full. And even if it wasn't full, it's uh, you're not allowed to... Um, how do I want to say this? It's a no-mid shoe entry deck, which means you just can't uh, start playing until they shuffle the cards. So fair enough. I'm just kind of waiting and watching and looking for a chance to join the table if, some, if a seat opens up, which basically means if somebody loses and leaves, or I guess wins big and decides to leave, um, and a pit boss asked a few minutes later if I wanted a seat at the double deck table, and I said, no, that's okay, I, I really want to have more doubles and splits available to me, and I'm only mentioning this so that you know the pit boss and I had a conversation. Right? She, knew, she knew I was there. We'd had a discussion. She knew what I was trying to do. So I'm watching and I'm watching. And as they're getting toward the end of the shoe, a guy gets up and leaves. Okay, perfect. I have my money in my hand. I have my player's card in my hand. I'm getting ready to sanitize the space. And the same pit boss comes over and tells the dealer to hold the seat for someone coming over from one of the more expensive tables. And I kind of just looked at her and I said, are you kidding me? You know I've been standing here for nearly 15 minutes. And so I'm getting ready to leave. I've just had enough. Not going to deal with this. And now she's starting to change her mind. And the other player who wanted the seat is now angry. And he's yelling. And one of the other players at the table says, Sir, she says you can have the seat. And I say, I'll pass. I don't like the atmosphere. And I left. And I left the building. Look, you can look at this situation and you could say... I made a big deal out of things, and then when they were willing to do things my way, I was a jerk, and I left. And I suppose that you can look at it that way, and that's valid. However, I was also reading the emotions of everyone involved. I was already unhappy that I'd had to wait extended times to get a seat at not one, but two tables. And if I'd turned around and taken that seat, there would have been tension, right? Floor's not happy because I called her out. The other person who wanted the seat is angry and angry at me for taking the seat. Everyone there is walking on eggshells with me because I just made a big deal out of things. It was not a good emotional situation to play in. And I'm always trying to take all of the emotions out of all this, right? I don't want to play with tension. I don't want to play with people that are angry. And I don't want to do that in a in a casino where seats are hard to get when I'm getting ready to take a trip to Las Vegas in a few days. So say I was a jerk, fine, maybe, but I was a jerk who knew how he was feeling and knew how the other people involved were feeling and knew that wasn't going to be a good situation to gamble in. The only emotion I want when I'm gambling is fun, joy, that kind of stuff. Anything else, I want to push it out. And if I'm not going to be able to push it out, good things are not going to happen to me. It's just not going to. So I left. Plenty of time to gamble other places. Knowing when not to gamble is an important skill. So to start the month, I took a very small loss and avoided turning it into something worse. So here we go. Las Vegas. On my way. Um, And I'm going to share this this Vegas experience with you kind of in pieces over the next few episodes. Um, We're going to talk today about me getting there and uh, and then the first day that I was there and next episode and the episode after that, I'll give you the rest of the trip and the full results. And that way, if I get locked down, um, I'll have some more content for you. So I think that'll all work. And I can't tell you how the trip ends because I'm here right now. I'm actually recording this in my hotel room at the fabulous Flamingo Resort and Casino. I got all my gear set up, brought it with me. And I think I mentioned last episode that I wanted to experience Las Vegas during the pandemic. It's an experience I wanted to add to my other Vegas memories. Look, I expect some moments of sadness, and there have been a few, but mostly I'm loving it. This has been great. Uh, Yeah, some stuff's closed, but plenty of things are open, and there are just enough people here for there to be energy and and kind of a little bit of buzz. And at the same time, it kind of feels like I have the whole place to myself, and I can do whatever I want to do. So I got off to a good start. Um, Travel was fine. I mean, once again, empty, kind of boring, but the trip itself was fine. Felt safe the whole time. Got here at about 6 o'clock local time in the evening, and I need to get 2,200 tier credits while I'm here to reach the third tier, the diamond tier in the Caesars reward system. And that's my main goal for the trip. I got to make sure I get that done. But I don't have to go crazy. I don't really have to go nuts the resort fees the expense for the resort fees is going to get maybe two-thirds of the points so you know i don't have to be gambling big crazy money i don't have to be worried that i'm not going to get enough gambling in to get the points i really just need to live my normal life in a different city with different casinos so after i got settled in Um, I did a little gambling at the Flamingo, and then I rambled over to the Cromwell, which is right next door. I always enjoy that property. They have good rules. They have good table limits. I had a blast. had absolutely a great time. Um, Gambled with some guys from St. Louis who all went to pharmacy school together and were in town for a bachelor party. They were a ton of fun, and I managed to win just about four days' pay. And I didn't do that well in one day, all last month, if you recall. Uh, Last month was rough. Um, So the next day, the airline destroyed my suitcase. And uh, I needed to go find a replacement. And I decided to do that uh, TRG style. I don't know how familiar you are with Las Vegas, but the Flamingo sits basically in the middle of a whole bunch of Caesars properties. And they all have plenty of shopping. So I just gambled my way. From the Flamingo to the Cromwell and then to Bally's and then to Paris. Still looking for a store with suitcases and not Louis Vuitton $2,000 suitcases. I just needed to find a, a basic suitcase. And he finally found one in the mall at Planet Hollywood. And that's the last of the Caesars reward properties in that direction. So that's a good thing. Um, so with the suitcase problem solved and plenty of tier credits earned from gambling all the way down... I headed back to home base at the Flamingo and freshened up a little bit and then spent the evening at Caesar's Palace, which FYI is not the real Palace of Caesar. Um, (laughs) um, I won some money. I had a great dinner at Gordon Ramsay's Pub and Grill. Um, And of course I charged that to my room, right? Because that's going to then turn into tier credits, right? And that's why we're, we're making this trip to make sure we get that all locked up. When it was all said and done, uh, I lost and spent two days' pay while seeing the sites, shopping, and gambling. And the last thing I'll leave you with before we head to the VIP lounge for casino wisdom in this is this. Um, I've been to Las Vegas so many times. It's very easy to just get used to it. It's comfortable, like a, a, a favorite pair of jeans um, or a favorite pair of boots. But, but this trip, I've really tried to be aware of how amazing it all is. The buildings, the, the fountains at Bellagio. I'm, I'm gonna make a point of going down to see the volcano go off again down at Mirage this evening once it gets dark. Everything's decorated for the holidays. I mean, if you've never seen Las Vegas at Christmas time, it's a very different Vegas, pandemic or no pandemic. I am really lucky that I get to be here in this year of all years. And I get to see all this, and I get to experience all this, and I get to share all of it with all of you. And I am not taking any of this for granted. It it was a good first evening. It was a good first day. uh, And we're going to finish up this podcast, and I'm going to go enjoy a little bit more of Las Vegas. And I'm going to tell you about all of that um, next week and the week after as we do more episodes of the podcast. And we'll see if I manage to get out of Vegas with a profit And if I get out of Vegas with enough points to be diamond all of next year. So come on, let's go do a quick uh, casino wisdom in the VIP lounge and uh, share some stories. And then we'll wrap up this episode. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. As I said, come on in. My favorite VIP lounge in Las Vegas is the Laurel Lounge at Paris in the mall connecting uh, Paris to Bally's. The service is always great. The bottles are always top shelf. It's not open currently, but that means we can use the virtual version today. And since it's virtual, we of course have both still and sparkling water. We have our normal artisanal sodas and handcrafted pop. So pour yourself something and let's chat a little bit. I've got a casino wisdom for you and it has a number and a lesson and everything. But I got to tell you something else first. The strangest thing keeps happening to me over and over. Uh, It happens when I'm just uh, around home base. And it happens here in Las Vegas apparently too. Look, I mentioned a couple times that I started using a vest as an organizational tool for my casino trips. It's basically a wearable purse. And it's amazing how much stuff I have with me as I go from casino to casino. And I started with a tan photography or fishing vest um and eventually i swapped that out for a black denim vest it's intended for motorcycle riders who want to carry a concealed handgun so theater of the mind for you folks i'm wearing black jeans a random dress shirt and a black denim motorcycle vest and i'm walking through casinos just minding my own business doing normal casino stuff playing a slot machine walking to a blackjack table going to the cage Check in my messages on my phone, and people keep assuming that I'm an employee and asking for help or directions. And it's not just Vegas. As I said, it happens everywhere. Literally almost every time I'm in a casino, someone has a situation they would like me to solve. I've been asked for directions to the bathroom. I've been asked where various restaurants are. I was asked yesterday if I could please come help a young woman get her ATM card out of an ATM machine because it was stuck. Um, I couldn't help with the ATM card. No skills in that area. But otherwise, I kind of know where everything is, so I've just been going along with it, right? I've just been helping helping people out. But it's amazing that just because I put on a denim biker vest, suddenly I'm the go-to guy and I'm no longer a tourist. I'm now an employee everywhere I go. Um I may actually have to start doing, like, a Tales from the Vest segment or something to tell you how many times it happens each week. Um, Maybe we'll think about that. Maybe in future episodes. So anyway, I wanted to finish up today with casino wisdom number 11. You can't win the car from the couch. Now, this is probably the oldest of the casino wisdoms. In fact, it existed before I coined the phrase casino wisdom. So here's the story on this one. So years ago, I tell my youngest son that I'm going to the local casino because they're giving away three cars. And he asked why I'm bothering since I wasn't going to win anyway. And I told him the only thing that was certain was that the winner would not be someone sitting home on their couch. You have to be in the building as the first step to winning. That's really all there is to this casino wisdom. I mean, if you're going to go to a casino and you can go at 4 p.m. or 7 p.m. and the drawing starts at 7, why not be there then, right? Just makes sense. Maybe preparation meets opportunity and you get, air quotes, lucky, right? So let me tell you about exactly that thing happening to me multiple times and then the, the, the multiplest of times kind of has a fun, a fun and useful little bit of an outcome. My local casino used to do a game show every Friday night. They'd pick names at random every half hour and you'd play whatever game they were doing that month and you'd win cash. So I walk into the, the VIP lounge, I take my normal seat at the bar and just as Eric the banker is pouring me a drink, they call my name and I play their game and I win some money. And about a month later, the exact same thing happens. And I win some more money playing a different game. Now, this is classically, you can't win this money if you're sitting home on your crouch, right? It just doesn't happen that way. So look, none of this was a big deal. A few hundred here, a few hundred there. Next month, third month in a row, exact same thing happens. Before I even have taken a sip, they call my name. So downstairs to play the game I go, and several of my friends from the bar go with me to watch. And the game is kind of a takeoff of deal or no deal with the briefcases. And when it's all said and done, they hand me over just uh, a little over $1,400. Nice win. And so we're heading back upstairs to the bar. And some jokes are being made about uh, me buying drinks. And I'm not normally buy everyone a drink guy. Uh, uh, That's really not me. And win or not win, you know, Spending money to buy everybody a drink isn't something I would would normally do. But I'm looking around and I realize the Maharaja of money is there and the world's kindest man is there and Jack and Lady Diane are sitting at their normal corner spot at the bar. These are all friends. These are all people I had shared drinks and conversations with over the years. This wasn't a room full of strangers. So I did. I used winnings to buy around for, for the whole house. It was certainly the right thing to do. And I wouldn't have won any of the money if I'd stayed home. So let me tell you how the rest of the evening went because I think that's informative. I think there's some useful tidbits in this one. So first blackjack table I hit, I lost a day's pay out of the money I'd won. So I'm really not happy about that. And I've spent, so I've lost and spent um, almost a day and a half's pay between the round of drinks and the losing. And so I'm thinking about just leaving, taking the rest of the money and heading home. And at this time in this tier system, in this reward system, I was at their third tier and I needed multiple tens of thousands of points to get to the fourth tier. And I had to do that by the end of the month or I just wasn't getting there. And unlike this trip to Vegas that I'm doing where the goal was really reachable, it was just too many points to even worry about. I was just going to be tier three. That was just going to have to be the way it was. And I really wasn't worried about that. But as I'm walking out, as I'm heading toward the door, because I want to leave a winner, right? They handed me a bunch of money. And the last thing I want to do is gamble it all back. But I kind of realized, hey, you know, I could just split this money in half. I'll still have a nice profit, you know, still have a nice profit when I get home. But I also have enough that I could go buy in once in high limit and still not touch any of the money I brought with me and still have a profit and so I decide that that's what I'm going to do. It's still early. I've only been in the building 30, 40 minutes, um, maybe an hour. Uh, so profit locked in and I'm going to go and I'm going to go buy in in high limit once. I ended up gambling for like six or seven hours with that money. And it was not a huge win. It was just little choppy, little choppy, little choppy. But I won back everything I lost at the first table and everything I'd spent on drinks and a little bit more money besides. And wouldn't you know it, because it was this nice, long, huge session of gambling, I ended up getting enough tier credits to reach the fourth tier in the reward system, and that included a free trip to Las Vegas. And once again, you can't do any of that sitting home on the couch. It was a wonderful trip, wonderful example of being in the building, and month in, month out, they call call your name, And they hand you some cash. And then I finish up getting all the way to the top of the the reward system and getting a nice trip out of it to, to go along with everything. So, 12 casino chips to be found in this episode. A few more still coming up. 12 total by the time I'm done. If you think you found them, send me an email. I'll be happy to verify that for you. We'll put you on the wall of fame. Tip your waitresses. Tip your bartenders. Tip your dealers, folks. They need it. They need it now more than ever. If you have a great session, you can tip your casino coach. Go to anchor.fm slash casino combat. There's a button there for donations. I'd certainly appreciate it. Don't forget, when you're doing that, we spell combat with a K. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand. I was born a rambling man. If you have questions, send them to questions at casinocombat.com. If you have techniques to share, send them to what I do at casinocombat.com. Don't forget, we spell combat with a K. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone.